Hello, welcome to Life on Earth podcast. Welcome back. This is Natalie Kra. I am your host. Today's episode, I am thrilled because this is a topic I'm super passionate about, something I have found to be extremely supportive for my health since really a long time and especially in recent times. So what am I talking about? Our guest today is Taro Isokopola. He is the co-founder, president, marketing director of one of my all-time favorite companies, Four Sigmatic. You may have already heard of them or try their famous mushroom coffee or my favorite mushroom cacao mix with reishi. So who is Taro? A little bit about Taro. He grew up in Finland, growing and foraging natural foods on his 13th generation family's farm. He's a lifelong student of nutrition and expert on natural health. In 2012, Taro founded Four Sigmatic with the dream of bringing a little everyday magic to the lives of all. Isn't that fabulous? I think so. He and Four Sigmatic have been profiled on Vogue, Times, Forbes, W Magazine, Bazaar, BuzzFeed, Bon Appetit, Goop, Mind Body Green, among many other publications. Taro is also the author of three books. In this episode, we talk about Taro's new book, Healing Adaptogens. We talk about mushrooms and how fungi and adaptogens can support human health. I highly recommend you grab a copy of Taro's new book, Healing Adaptogens. I had the immense pleasure of reading the book, and I can tell you the information in it is so useful and easy to implement into your everyday life. The book is available on Amazon for pre-order right now. Highly recommend you grab one. You can also learn more through the Mushroom Academy at foursigmatic.com. And while there, check out their many awesome products. I'm a fan of many of them. I will include a link to all of this underneath in show notes below. Do you want to watch the video podcast of this episode? Go on YouTube, subscribe to my channel, and enjoy this episode visual. Link also included below. This show is brought to you by the one and only Shanti Yoga Training School, where we bring ancient wisdom into modern times, where you can deepen your yoga practice, meditation, mindful living, both on and off the yoga mat while getting certified to teach. Want to learn more? Go to lifeonearthpodcast.com or shantiyogatrainingschool.com. Without further ado, please enjoy Tarot of Four Sigmatic. Welcome to Life on Earth, the Peace Project. A podcast that teaches you how to connect with the divine and transform darkness into light through topics from yoga to nature and ultimately love. Join your host, Natalie Kwa, to celebrate and encourage diversity, peace and global equality, one earthling at a time. Hi, Taro. Hey, Natalie. Welcome to Life on Earth podcast. Thank you so much for being here today and sharing your energy, time, expertise. Yeah. I'm very excited to talk about the world of adaptogenics and mushroom and also your new book. Yeah. Merci beaucoup. Obrigado. Derrière, derrière mon ami. Yeah, healing adaptogenics. I've been geeking into it and I love it. It's really well done. It's, it's very, yeah, it's great. And you just got back from France and you also traveled, right? Different places. Yeah. How many days? How many days? Like 20 you were traveling? I was gone almost six weeks. Normally we try to be two to three months in Europe where we have our family farm, but our second kid is due soon. So we had to mm -hmm. come back to our 
main home, which is Austin, Texas. I live most of the year in Austin and then summers in Europe. Yeah, great. That's great. And you recently moved there, right? Because I, I thought I saw somewhere you used to live in LA too. Yeah, two years ago, just before our first child was born. We, I lived in LA and then moved with my wife to Austin, Texas for a slightly smaller city, but also great community in health and wellness. Austin has always been a big hub for health and wellness. Obviously, Whole Foods is from here, Whole Foods Market, but mm -hmm. even in general, it's always been one of the hubs for natural health. Yeah, I like Austin a lot. And I used to live in LA for many, many years too, and lived in Paris and LA, just like you, who <laughs> are from Finland, correct? Why don't we start, because I would love to get, a, I'm sure there's, you've done so many podcasts and there's out there, but to, to just get a feel if somebody's tuning in, how you started, because Tarot, you have Four Sigmatic and Mushrooms has been, I feel like you're like a spokesperson for mushrooms. You're like in the mushroom kingdom and you're like one of the mushrooms kind of. <laughs> yeah, I'm they, joking, uh, but... It's cool. So I'd love to hear about that, but also Dr. Jenks and your book, but maybe we could start if you don't mind with like how you got into this. I know about your farm story and like you were a kid when you started mushroom foraging. Yeah. I grew up in Finland and on a farm that has been with us since 1619, at least. Um, me and my brother are 13 generation and our kids will be the 14th. And my mom taught physiology and anatomy and my dad was an agronomist, which is like a professional farmer. And I learned about the slow and the fast and the earth and the science both. And then my first degree was in chemistry and then I studied nutrition and later even business as well. That's where my story jarred it. And then I won an innovation award about 15 years, it's all a blur, 15 years ago for discovering like a rare mushroom and mushrooms have always been close to my heart. I learned how to forge them as a kid through my mom and they're a big part of Finnish culture, but super passionate about natural healing and nutrition since early age. And then Four Sigmatic was started 10 years ago. And then I've written a few books and mushrooms yeah. a big theme for health, health and wellness purposes, but also other things like herbalism or these thing, thing called adaptogens have been a big passion of mine as well. And what is something that you think that is like maybe misunderstood about mushrooms or if there's someone that they don't know much that could be, I mean, for one, some people don't even know that it's like a whole kingdom. Yeah, there's a lot of myths, especially in Anglo-Saxon culture. So if you're a lot of North Americans and some Northwest Europeans versus rest of the world is more friendly with the mushrooms. But yeah, the first thing I would say is you think of mushrooms, you think a few varieties like portobello and button mushrooms, but it's a whole kingdom, same as plants and animals. And they're actually, it's a broader kingdom than plants. There's six times more mushroom species or fungi is the kingdom is fungi or fungi, both are right. And there's six times more than plants. It's actually a super diverse kingdom. And that means many things, but that's a misconception that it's like a subgroup of plants. It's not a plant. It's mm -hmm. completely different. It's actually much closer to animals. Mushrooms breathe oxygen and expel CO2 like animals instead of plants are the opposite. The other misconception is like, hey, I don't like mushrooms, therefore I don't take them. Everyone listening consumes mushrooms. When we breathe air, we breathe mushroom seeds or spores. If you eat bread, wine, cheese, any fermented food, sauerkraut, miso, all mm -hmm. of those have fungi. And you have fungi on your skin, you have your fungi in your gut. So no matter what, fungi is going to be part of your life. And I think that's a big misconception. And then, and then that mushrooms are deadly or bad for you. It's true that there's many lethal varieties, but there's actually less lethal mushroom varieties than there are plant lethal plant varieties. That doesn't stop us from eating cucumber and lettuce and right. kale and this and that. But for some reason, there's this phobia around fungi and partly it's related to psychedelics, partly it's related to toxins, but people are quite scared of fungi, even though they're part of our life, we want it or not. Yeah. And I'm sure there's so many varieties, right? I mean, do you happen to know, like, is it thousands or hundreds? 
It's many tens of thousands and nobody exactly because a lot of the varieties are not discovered. The six times more than plant varieties is based on a sample. So you take biodiversity. So you find an area and then you look at how many fungi species or how many plant species there are. But yeah, nobody knows the exact number. But, mm-hmm. but there's many of them. And I think that that's part of, of it. Yeah, I mean, people sometimes probably are like, well, is this mushroom? Can I eat it? Can I not? And it was so funny because I have a garden at the back of my house. And I just, just today when I was preparing for this interview with you, I have a place in my garden that I saw literally like one tiny little mushroom like three days ago. And today they were like five or six and they were like humongous. And I'm like, wow, this thing like just took over and like was so big. But of course, like I have no idea what kind of mushroom it is, whatever. And you're always like, what is this doing? So you feel like, oh my God, it's invading my life. But I think sometimes people probably, if you don't know the different kinds, that's why they're a little scared. Is this going to poison me? Is this going to be okay? Can I eat this? Can I not eat this? What do I do with it? It takes over your whole spot because they are like that. They're super sneaky, but I love them too. And if I may build on that, there's nobody in the world who will recognize all the fungi species. Even if you talk to the best forager it's usually very regional knowledge. If you're the best forager in Italy, doesn't mean you're the best forager in west northwest united states and then even if you're the best forager in that region you will not recognize most of the species if you ever get to go foraging with a top identification expert they will probably tell you two things one they will they will maybe guess what the species is but then they will say that you have to do a spore print so like mushrooms or fungi have like a thumbprint like us but it's spore print and they have to Mm -hmm. go to lab to confirm and then secondly they joke, there's this joke called LBM, little brown mushrooms. There's a lot of varieties that are tiny little brown mushrooms and nobody really knows what they are. People just joke that they're LBMs because again, <laughs> you go to the forest, but the key is more like you don't need to know all of them. It's it's if you forage, it's important to know the ones that are lethal and dangerous because we know those pretty well. And then you want to know the ones that you want to bring home and eat. And, and that's not as much information to learn. Yeah. And I was going to say the first book you focused on mushrooms and of course your company focuses on mushroom for Signatic. Now your second book, is it your second or no third book, right? Yeah. Third, third published book. My second book was was about the story of Santa Claus and how it ties with this mushroom called Amanita muscaria, which is the world's most famous mushroom, even though people really don't understand it. And and its origins and it's the mushroom emoji on your phone it's the super mario mushroom and oh okay and it's history and lore so cool i saw that too and so but this book now is about adaptogenics i love adaptogenics so i loved when i saw that you were going to explore this world for me my understanding was a few years ago, a friend of mine said, oh my God, you should try work with some adaptogenics. They actually, I was like, what's that? What do they do? Right. And, and you correct me. And that's what I want to hear from you. Like this, it works with your own system, like with your own body. For me, I think body, mind, spirit, I'm a yoga teacher. So it's all connected. I just feel that I thought it was so cool that I was going to find the one that had the properties that I wanted to work with, but also that this thing was going to enter my system and sort of collaborate with me from inside out and just in work with me for me. And I was like, wow, adaptogenics, they kind of come in and they, and it's not only fungi, right? There's other ones. And yeah. you, so you speak of, you actually highlighted 20, well, however, was it 2021? Yes, 21. I made a note. Tell us a little bit about adaptogenics. Like, what are they? Yeah, it's in brief, there are natural substances that help your body to adapt to stressors. That's the really simple answer. And the longer answer is it's about a 70 year old word for substances that have been used for thousands of years for human health. It is substances that our ancestors used, but it's validated by modern science. Adaptogens are a marriage between the ancient herbal knowledge or fungal knowledge combined with modern research to validate their benefits. 
there's a beautiful story on the origin actually from the USSR military trying to figure out what would help soldiers perform better, but without the letdown of stimulants like amphetamine. They have, there's three requirements. The requirements are really simple, but it means that there's only like few dozen adaptogens in the whole world that qualify for these simple rules. The three rules are one, every adaptogen must be safe, non-toxic, and non-habit forming. It means that there are substances you can take every day and there's no harm or addictive nature. Two, they need to restore balance in your body, which is what you're referring to as they work with the body. The body has 11 of these systems. Think of like digestive system is one of the 11 systems. And it works with the systems to promote healing and performance. And then third, it's non-specific, which means that it, it's not like a sniper rifle that only works with one part of your body, but it promotes healing and performance on multiple parts of the body. An example of that, it could like a cordyceps is an adaptogen that increases oxygen intake and cellular energy. And by having more cellular energy and more oxygen, you actually help things like brain power, libido, sports performance. So, but that last point is somewhat hard for us Western people to understand because we like to think of very isolated forms instead mm -hmm. of holistically. Yeah. And I love that in the beginning of your book, well, you do actually lay the systems out and you go into it, which is really nice just to give people a broad idea of them and the particular ones that the adaptogenics work with. And I also loved in the intro when, because you wrote the book with Danielle, right? Daniela. And she, what's her hopeful name is Daniela Ryan Broid. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. And she, and you talking about Ayurveda and sort of the Western and the Eastern approach for healing. And I love Ayurveda and love how that can obviously work with your whole system, integrating that. And I didn't even know that these had been used while writing your book as well for thousands of years, because now it seems like to me, it's beginning to be more mainstream. And of course, in probably obviously your social groups and mine, because I work with health and wellness, a lot of people are familiar with mushrooms and adaptogenics kind of starting, but not like deeply, but some people are very familiar, but there's still a lot of people not from these crowds that like, if I say, hey, adaptogenic or even like reishi, they're like, what are you talking about? It's cool because you have to like explain um, what it is. And I, I love that you gave this sort of background of the different ways to approach healing and integrating it to the modern world, ancient wisdom into modern life. And also then I love that you chose with Daniela 21 to categorize. And also you guys categorize. Let's maybe talk that because it will help a lot of our listeners. If you guys are listening, like some were, and I'll let you explain it, but for anti-stressors, some for energy, some for focus. What are the, maybe we could go into that and then you could highlight a few of them that people could really benefit from. And of course they can get your book too. You can get your book if you listen. <laughs> yeah. I work with adaptogens well over a decade, like intensively, and then another uh -huh. decade, like kind of directionally. And over the last decade, we've educated millions of consumers through myself and through my company, Four Sigmatic, on adaptogens. And what is was very clear to me is out of the three things that I mentioned, the people that really get confused is that something that can help multiple things in your life. And people really struggle understanding how these are applied to your life. People are like, hey, here's an adaptogen. I'll use an example, ashwagandha. Okay. Mm -hmm. It's very popular now. It's past green juice and Google search volumes in the US. So more people are searching for a weird adaptogen that's hard to spell than green juice. And people are like, when or how or why should I take this? And I realized very quickly is, well, if I read the science and if I go through all the science on ashwakanda, I find out that there's science for immunity. Mm -hmm. There's science for stress. 
and mood and brain power. And there's multiple benefits to ashwagandha. When people ask, should I take it in the morning or evening or should I take it this or that? They really struggle with the concept of adaptogens. What me and Danielle did was in the book, we looked at why would you use adaptogens? And the main reason is stress. Adaptogens are used to adapt to stressors. We divided the, the adaptogens into three groups. When, when you take adaptogens to prepare for stress, when you take and defend against stress, and then there you take them for when you need to perform under stress, and then you take them when you need to restore under stress. So each adaptogen is kind of divided and then there's soft benefits from immunity to brain power to mood to longevity. And ashwagandha is great for brain and when you need to perform, but based on the science and our own personal experience, it is best used when you want to deal with recovery, stress, or reduce occasional stress. It just makes a more sense as a product in the evening for most consumers. That's how we kind of recommend it. But it is very hard for people to understand because if you take coffee, it's very easy to say you should take it in the first half of the day. And if you take something sedative, like chamomile, lavender, whatever, valeriana may be a stronger one, then you take it in the evening. You don't take valeriana in the morning. But in theory, you could take ashwagandha in the morning, and that's where people really get confused. What about reishi? Can you speak? Is that is reishi also one that's more sort of relax to relax and to calm down? Yeah, I would say the important thing to understand, the answer is yes. Rishi and ashwagandha are great products in the evening or when you're stressed or when you have want to elevate your mood. But the difference is between ashwagandha and Rishi versus, let's say, valeriana or some sleep pill is that the sleep pill is sedated. So it sedates you versus what the ashwagandha and Rishi do is they work with your body to repair and replenish your reserves. So, and I can talk for the science, but there's, for example, this hormonal axis called HBA, which is like a combination of different glands that help produce hormones and regulate our alertness. It kind of helps you kind of rebuild your battery, for lack of a better word. And it's very different than just like sedating you and forcing you to sleep. Okay, so got one more question here on the adaptogens. Do they work better if you're consistently taking them over time versus like, okay, I'm just going to... Because I think that could be a misconception too. We have a lot of sort of pill pills in the world. Oh, take this, feel this, or even like a Tylenol. Okay, your headache is gone. And not that I don't know, I'm actually asking you, but it was my understanding is like, it's not so much like, okay, take a ratio just here and there. You could, it, sure, it will do something to you, but they do work well when you're sort of on a like longevity, like cons consistency, right? Yeah, the answer is both. They work okay. immediately and they take a long time. And to elaborate on that answer is there's many adaptogens that if you take for the first time, you will immediately notice benefits. Some of the more common ones might be things like ginseng, cordyceps, maca, rhodiola, or even reishi at night, and people notice immediately. Mm -hmm. And there's some other things where it takes sometimes many weeks to months to feel their benefits. And I would say it depends on what system in your body you're trying to influence. Because every part of our body rejuvenates and rebuilds itself. Our body is constantly rebuilding itself over and over again. For example, if you're trying to impact the skin, whatever routine you do, including adaptogens, you probably want to be on it for about 30 days because skin takes about 30 days to rebuild. Mm. Versus energy production is quite a bit faster. Mm -hmm. But let's assume you have gut issues and your gut is not optimal and you want to heal your gut. Well, frankly, that might take months. Mm -hmm. so it depends on what body system you're impacting. And it comes down to more like how quickly does that body system rebuild itself? Because uh, depending on your age and this and that, but like in about 30 days, you'll have a completely new skin. Every part of your skin is brand new next month. Again, depending on age and, but yeah. like roughly. Which one, which one's a good one for skin? 
they all are would be the short okay. answer but the ones that are most known for beauty and skin are turmeric that have a long history with with beauty particularly in india acerola Cisandra, all the berries, but particularly like Shisandra, which to me is one of the most underrated adaptogens. People don't. People, acerola? Shisandra to me is oh, the Shisandra. most underrated. Okay. But Acerola is beautiful. I love it. And it's amazing. But yeah, those were examples. But all of them can help. Even though Tulsi is known for like its stress mood boosting benefits, it's also used in beauty and in many ways and wound healing always like so we would for every adaptogen in the book we would give three main benefits based on modern science there's more benefits in ancient cultures we cover those as well so for every adaptogen we tell some of the ways how indigenous people would have used it but we really spend most of our focus it's in highlighting the top three benefits for each one for based on like modern day science and we quote research papers. We went through over a thousand research papers. Wow. Book. We would like handpick some studies that were credible and relevant. That's really cool. And another one that I think it's really interesting is one that I love is cacao. Because a lot of people don't realize that cacao is an adaptogen. And I think that that's really cool that you included that one. Can you speak a little bit about cacao? It's weird. That's the one that people sleep on the most, even though it's probably the best known. When we were writing the book, we talked with a lot of like really famous herbalists. So mm-hmm. we sent the book like draft and they would comment on it. And they all were like, cool, they included cacao because people don't note it. But it actually has way more research for its health benefits than many of the other or natural foods, pretty much almost anything besides like green tea and lemon and a few others. Cacao is tons of modern research. And what's unique about it is that it has a lot of active compounds that impact our body, but it has this natural gas break system that a lot of the best adaptogens have. Example, what I mean is adaptogens have elements that elevate your consciousness and then things that calm down your consciousness for example in cacao there's a compound called tailbromine it's actually named after this the latin name for cacao is tailbromine cacao and tailbromine is like an uplifting thing somewhat similar to caffeine but not caffeine and then there's magnesium it's the highest natural source of magnesium magnesium is very like calming and grounding this is like an example of how smart nature is is you would tie these two together for a more balanced effect and therefore cacao is actually one of the best adaptogens in the world and it's actually really funny that if somebody doesn't even include it as an adaptogen because he has more of the adaptogen requirements than many other things yeah and i know a lot of people may think oh like oh cacao like you could do it in the morning to pump you up but i actually love drinking cacao at night And I love the Four Sigmatic Cacao with Reishi. I love that one that you guys have. And I I oftentimes travel with it. And that's what I'll... And I love the package is so great because you can travel with it, take it anywhere, even the coffee ones. And even if I'm in a hotel, whatever, just get a kettle, boil some water and just put on that. And that will be like my evening drink. And it's just so soothing for my nervous system. And it really like calms me down. And I feel like I sleep really well. It's almost like a warm hug at night, which is like really nice to have those beverages. Yeah. Very cool that you have that. I love it. I love your mushroom. You have mushroom coffees as well. Yeah, it's great. Another thing I wanted to touch upon is the, I was talking to somebody else, I think it was like a month ago or two. And she's really a friend of mine that's really into mushrooms. She was like, it's really good when you work with them together like different species like together because it will create and we were talking about mushrooms in this case i'm wondering what about adaptogens like how do you how do you work with them in your life that would be a really good example maybe that you could give us like have you taken some while you're traveling or yeah every day every day for oh you do every day and i yeah pretty much so Yeah, mushrooms 
and adaptogens can be combined. In the book, we can recommend certain pairings that are better than other pairings, but there's really no like wrong pairing because remember, the first requirement for adaptogen is that they're safe and non-toxic. So there's no like wrong answer, but there's better answers. We recommend some great combinations. So, but to go to your point is mushrooms are great when you combine them, particularly for immunity and gut health, because they all have like similar compounds, particularly these polysaccharides called beta glucans but they have some unique beta glucans like turkey tail will have PSK, which is a mm-hmm. unique compound. And then another mushroom will have like Rishi will have different kinds of polysaccharide, particularly for immunity and gut health. It's good to mix and match and similar to adaptogens. Like if you're particularly looking for stress support, they're quite good at combining them together. But if you're specifically okay. looking for, let's say brain power, then you have to be a little more selective on what's included. I would say, should you mix and match them comes down to two things is how busy you are or how easy you want to make it would be another way, more positive twist to it. Because if you're busy, it might be helpful to just have one and done adaptogen baseline. For example, Four Sigmatic makes a protein powder that has the top five mushrooms and top two adaptogens or like some of the like marrying them together, you kind of have your bases covered. That is great. You get probably like 80, 90% of the benefits by doing that. And it's very easy because it's like one and done. And then you're off with the day. It's almost like an insurance policy. But if you want to like target a specific issue in your body or specific, let's say, like you're on a specific thyroid related diet or specific autoimmune related diet, and you have a specific protocol, then you might have to be slightly more like precise on what you take and when, depending on how your body is from a stress point of view. And maybe you need to take higher amounts per item. That's the difference. You could use them in combinations. There's no wrong answer, but there's better answers. And in the book, we go through them, each one. Yeah. And then if you're hurry or you want to make it easy, then having a little mushroom blend, adaptogen blend, smoothie blend with them is very easy or even a coffee with a blend of them. But if you are looking for hyper-specific benefits for brain and focus or sports performance, then you probably want to take them individually or in yeah two or three together and what kind of formats i know there's tinctures powder what else yeah so teas each one is different because the beauty of adaptogens is that they cover the whole ecosystem you have leaves roots berries nuts fruits fungi and there's like edible fungi inedible fungi Each one is like you prepare it slightly differently. And this can feel overwhelming to some because like, hey, I don't know how to prepare these things. And it's understandable if you're a beginner, but the same way you learn how to, if you go to the store and buy the ingredients for a salad, you don't Mm -hmm. treat every ingredient in the salad the same way. Like some you wash and rinse and some maybe you cook or like you don't use fruits and vegetables the same either. But we've learned over our lifetime how you treat a beetroot versus a tomato or something like that. So there are differences. In general, I would say powder is usually the most transparent way of them and powder that is extracted. So generally, and this is not, this is just like a rule of thumb, is you want to use extracted versions in a powder format is the safest way because in tinctures, if the ratios and the alcohol or the, the solvent becomes harder math and it takes, it's harder to know how much you're actually getting. And there's ways how companies can even kind of cheat or lie or mystery. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, mm-hmm. in the book, we break down for each one. Like, yeah. And that was going to be my next question. Like, because even with mushrooms and, and the adaptogens too, like there's so many I think with the market, you have to be selective, you know, what obviously 
your company for Sigmat is a great resource, but sometimes I just like with anything, you know, it could be diluted or it could just not be exactly well, what they say it is. There's a recent USB study that was published in a credible journal that 74% of Rishi supplements in the United States don't include any Rishi. That's crazy. If you actually get what you want, it's actually mm-hmm. quite simple. The problem is in many cases, you don't get what you're paying for. You're paying a lot of money for a whole bunch of nothing. Wow. Okay. And you have been, since when, when did you start for Sigmatic? Like We just turned 10 years, a little over 10 years ago. And then it took us a couple of years to launch. Yeah. It's been like 12 years of work or so. Yeah. You've been doing this for over a decade working with mushrooms and all this adaptogens and all this. And I feel like when you've done something expertise for that long, you really start becoming a master of it, which is what you're doing. And it's really cool. What do you feel like this journey has it been just learning? I'm not even talking about the business. I'm talking about learning the different aspects in nature and healing is it like, how are you going? You feel like you're going to the next level now? Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Well, it's actually relevant for anything in life. This is what I'm going to say. I feel like is relevant for whatever your passion is, be it dance, painting, be it like being a nurse or whatever, mm-hmm. is often we're focused on the end outcome and graduating from school, getting married or whatever, retiring, whatever your goal is, like meeting an objective. And what the real magic is, is to who the person you will become or need to become on the journey there. In whatever pursuit we do, it is often more fascinating and valuable, the journey of evolution and growth and learning as as a way to re- reach our objectives or as a as an end outcome of reaching our objectives as we as we grow and evolve and that's same, similar to me is like it's it's kind of mind blowing what you how you change as a person and how you grow and evolve while kind of reaching and building a company or educating millions of people on something yeah has it been much of it for you has been educating, right? Especially, I'm assuming 10 years ago or, and even now, I mean, you have, don't you guys have like the, you know, the academy or something like that? Yeah. I mean, for sure now, millions and millions and millions of people know more about mushrooms and adaptogens than 10 years ago. But at the same time, if you go to countryside i was just in france and you go to carry for somewhere or here in the u.s you drive to mm-hmm. a little bit of like large cities and large places but like off the, the some of the more metropolitan areas then yeah it's very few people know and still there's so much education to do and for us it's been a lot of like people laughed at us like mushroom coffee sounds so gross and weird and different <laughs> And we're consistently like a top five coffee brand of all coffees in in the national coffee space here in the United States. Oh, wow. That's cool. It's fun to see it come to life, but it's still super early on. And a lot of it is comes down to A, the product works. And that's really important. Two, it tastes good. Not all our product tastes good, but many of our products taste good. The coffees and the proteins taste delicious. And making it easy, obviously delivering the benefits, but also making it easy and fun and enjoyable. And then the education obviously helps, but education alone does not do the trick. It it might inspire people to try something, but in order for Mm -hmm. them to stay with anything, they need to feel the benefits and it needs to be fun or enjoyable or something that's going, right? Yeah, I, so I'm sure you you have a high level of like the sourcing for for Sigmatic has to be very high level what you get the products that you get obviously. Yeah, that was kind of always our strength. I mean, we've done so many mistakes and 
Like I didn't know anything about running a business in the US or growing a company. We've done a lot of things wrong, but we, from day one, we were really good with sourcing and really good about formulating effective products and the science. That was always a strength, but it never ends. Like you, like we have one person just doing laboratory tests. So like one person full time. And we've had that for seven years over the 10 years, pretty much just like a full time person, just like testing products and that obsession, oh, wow. very expensive and very difficult, but it's also like helps us sleep better at night, knowing that our products are what they say instead of some of our, the other companies that either consciously or unconsciously, 74% of Rishi products don't include Rishis. I don't know if it's conscious yeah. or unconscious, but they're selling, they're saying they're selling A and they're not selling A. So Right. That's crazy. Really. I didn't even realize that. That's I mean, I, I knew there was going to be some kind of that, but not that high. That's pretty wild. What do you see? What's like, what do you think it's the, the future for Four Sigmatic? Like, what do you see the evolution? Like just organically keep evolving. Are you incorporating some of this now of what's on the book, like into the company? I, mean, I, already, I know you already have some, but is that kind of, we just grow different varieties or what are you thinking? Yeah, there's a... Is that a big question? Fungi can grow in every direction, every dimension. Similar, we try with the company. We try to grow in every dimension and not just one dimension. But yeah, we've not like, unlike many, some of our competitors as well, we haven't raised almost much money. And like, I don't know if like your audience cares about this, but there's these venture capitalists and they give a lot of money and spend a lot of money, but then you like lose a lot of money and we've always tried to grow mm-hmm. kind of organically and s- slow, but steady. And it's like, we feel that that's kind of how we're going to continue. And this book has 21 adaptogens and I would love to talk about all of them, but the reality is you can only choose like one or two a year to really focus on education because people are busy with family, with work, with their personal lives, with, state of the world like it's a process we started with four really mushrooms and it took us a while to get people to understand what they are and then like adding adaptogen it's a process and we've spent a lot of time focused on innovation and we're going to continue to innovate and launch products but what we've learned really quickly is that it's it's like the flavor really matters and price really matters at to many consumers, especially in how expensive the world is today, is like figuring out ways how we can like produce enough of one product to get volume discounts so we can offer lower prices without reducing quality. Because there's like, eventually you need to be able to like offer these to more people. And our goal is really to offer it to mainstream, mainstream consumers. And that means we have to have the flavor and by using things like coffee, we can hide the bitter products into the coffee. Because if you use some of these ingredients in their real form instead of their fake form, they're really bitter and not delightful to most mainstream consumers. But when we hide it with another bitter like coffee, people don't even notice that it's there. It's kind of like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. hidden or a smoothie. We're trying mm-hmm. to hide it in places so the flavor isn't is enjoyable and we're trying to figure out how we can produce enough of certain things or work with our partners that the price is, is attainable to more people. But it's like hard that. because we also want to be organic. We want to pay the yes. farmer well. And like... It, well, yeah. And you have to... It has to be sustainable too for the company and for everybody. Yeah. And then we send every lab patch to a lab test. So like... It's it's also easier said than done to lower prices because we also want don't want to yeah. reduce quality or quality control or paying the farmer or the forager and it's like mm-hmm. it's a tricky tricky balancing act. Well, you're doing a great job. Thank you. You really are, and your company's doing a great job. Well, I started my day today with I had some lion's mane and I had some cordyceps. I've been really enjoying some cordyceps lately because I've been doing some new exercises training it really helps me to get the energy level going and i like to take it first thing in the morning and it's just been like really nice i feel you talked about the the world 
the how we the situation with the world is just there's so much stress going on there's so much uncertainty uncertainty going on that there's a lot of our systems right our body our mind our spirit i always i'm a big proponent meditate nature yoga all that but now i'm really really advocating for specific supplements especially such as the aid and the assistance of mushrooms and adaptogens i think that it's a time in the world that if people and if you're listening to this you could really be open and embark on a journey of discovery and find out test different ones experiment find out about the work of tarot your company and read the book and just different things that are out there resources to start working with these adaptogens to really have it like medicine really help you because um if you think about it, even like a glass of wine, and I'm part French, love that a lot of people at the end of the day, they'll just come home and they'll have a cocktail, a glass of wine, which can be very relaxing and cool. But then you have, obviously, if you, you could also be what I'm trying to say, like, just over consuming alcohol, and then it could be very drying, it could be very dehydrating for your body. And there's all these different things. And then we want to age healthy and longevity. And I think that then you start thinking about how can I replace this habit, at least it's how I train my community. And in my life, I've been doing this for something that could maybe give me that similar effect, but that also could be not something that I'm going to wake up with a major headache or a hangover or dehydration in the body. Let's then get the cacao or the reishi or whatever it is and really replace that habit with one that's going to be much better for you. However, like you said, Tara, I also agree, it does need to be something that's enjoyable. And that you, for me, I spoke how I enjoy the cacao and reishi, and I can mix them or, or take the one you guys make. And I love that. But I invite people to just embark on that journey to start substituting things that maybe you can use this body of work to heal your own life and to heal yourself with all of this magnificent fungi kingdom that we have, the great ones and the adaptogens and put it on a really nice cup, a really nice glass and start geeking out on it. And it's just going to be so beneficial for stress levels, for everything, health. That's why I love this so much. Thank you for doing this. Hey. And thank you for coming to the show and for sharing your energy. I, I know I'm going to let you go. Is there anything that you want to share? Where should people, well, we, they definitely get the book. When is the book out? September 27th. And it's sold wherever books are sold. And there's a Kindle and an audio book as well. You can also pre-purchase it on Amazon if you want to get it within the first people. Yeah. And then go to and, Four Sigmatic yeah. for the website to see all the products. For sure. Can I say two things? Because you said yeah. something really beautiful about the flavor that you now enjoy Rishi. Is that's also going to happen as part of the evolution is when you start taking these substances or any bitters and healthy foods is your body will start to crave them. When you first try, let's say coffee, it does not taste good or dark chocolate. But as you eat it, your body starts to want it. And that's normal. When you start incorporating these, you will notice that your palate starts to evolve in, in a beautiful way and your gut will improve. That's also as you progress, you might want to have them in their native form, super bitter and strong. And that's completely natural, but it usually takes a moment, especially if you've not consumed them before. So that's it. And then the other thing I wanted to say is it's like easy to listen to a podcast or read a book and it says this is good for you. But at the end of the day, and, and there's tons of studies on validating it, but the only way to really benefit from them is to take them. So maybe setting aside a small amount of money, like $30 or 30 euros or whatever it is, and buying a couple products and giving a go. It's the really only way to benefit from them and only see if it works for you is figuring out and for yourself because we're all different and we're all unique and and finding finding a routine that works for you right now in this life stage yes thank you for adding that and we're all different we're all unique and every situation like different times in your life you may need different things as well 
experimenting with these things that we're talking about, finding high quality products. Definitely, we recommend Four Sigmatic. And uh, I'll include it all in show notes. And Tara, is there, thank you so much for coming to the show. Is there anything, where is the best place, the Instagram of Four Sigmatic? Yeah, I'm on Instagram. I am Tarot. And then that's a way to find me and my content. And then my company, Four Sigmatic, is just Four Sigmatic on all the old channels and things. Well, so lovely to have you on the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. Thank you for listening to Life on Earth podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, share it with someone you love. Again, click below. It will take you to my YouTube channel and you can watch the video of this audio that was released in the podcast. And I hope that you subscribe to my podcast as well as the YouTube channel and stay tuned for many more upcoming episodes. Have a wonderful day. I hope to see you soon.